Thomas? Michael! Now, Thomas, I call you young, Thomas, because you are young. But I'm sadly, buddy, one of these days, you're going to get old, right? I hope so. And the people listening to us that might be in their 20s and 30s, one thing we know, Thomas, time waits for no one, right? That's right. And millennials are turning 40. Midlife crisis about to happen. And I'm so glad I see you're touching on a topic that everybody, especially in our demographic, should be talking about right now. A blink of an eye, 20 years goes by, pal. All of a sudden, you're in your 50s, right? But of course, we're not there yet. No. But anyway, the medical journal Lancet got together a group of a cross-section of psychologists, nutritionists, doctors, and they came up with some secrets to staying young of heart. Wait a minute. What was the name of that medical? Lancet. L-A-N-C-E-T, my friend. Lancet, like cut it off? Yep, like cut it off. (laughs) That's the name of the magazine? (laughs) That's it, Lancet. Cut the damn thing off. Just Lancet. (laughs) But anyway, they came up with, you know, we're all going to get old, but you can still stay young of heart. And here's some tips. There's 10 of them. You ready for them, pal? Gotcha. Number one, laugh a lot and at yourself. You do that all the time, don't you? All the time. I'm laughing at myself. I think I'm hysterical. Right. (laughs) Never believe you're too old to do anything. I've told you that many times, pal. I do believe that. Always look on the bright side of life. Stay positive. Yes. And sometimes... When it's really cloudy in those dark months, it's hard to stay positive. That's why I put a light on the back of my head. There you go. For like so many minor. hours a day. Exercise every day, even if it's just walking. What's something I've told you to do many, many times? I am right there with you. Get fresh air every day. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't do that one. <laughs> well, Number you know, the exercise would be on the treadmill. There That's you go. indoors. Okay. And maybe I'm not out getting fresh air every day, but hey, one out of two ain't bad. That's true. Number six, refuse to cut out things you enjoy like alcohol and chocolate. How about that, pal? Yeah, and if you can't just completely give it up, lance it. There you go. Number seven, this is a good one. Avoid spending any time around unhappy people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, one of the things I'm doing this year is I'm purging myself of stupid people. <laughs> what do you not, think? Isn't that a great idea? No, I hope that's not me. No. All right. Number eight, try to get eight hours of sleep. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's not happening for me. No, seven, seven and a half for me. But if you can get eight, that's great. Six and a half, seven, 220, 221. Now, this is a good one for you. I know you, you do this one. Number nine, socialize. You meet a lot of people. You, you, you go out a lot. You talk to people. That's a good one, right? That is a good one. Yeah. And here's one. I don't know how good you are at this. Be spontaneous. I am very spontaneous. But, you know, the world doesn't work on my spontaneity. Most of the world has to plan for things. Right. That includes you. (laughs) How many times have I said, hey, let's get together? You're like, what? So you're not the most spontaneous person. Yes, I am. You know, what's the worst thing about getting old is when people start telling you how young you look. That's when you know you're getting old. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right? That is so true. And it's never too late to do what you want to be, unless you want to be younger. Then you're screwed, pal. Totally. Unless you got a really good plastic surgeon. Have you seen that Marlo Thomas lately? Yeah. You know, she does those ads. She's got to be in her 80s. Yeah. She does those ads for St. Jude's. Marlo Thomas, you don't think she has an incredible plastic surgeon? 
I mean, of course, you know, they do those commercials. All the light is very controlled. I understand all that. But she really looks great for a woman in her 80s. You know, she's married to Phil Donahue. Yeah, he doesn't have plastic surgery. No. <laughs> the white hair has held him up good. Yeah, she does look good for her. I mean, it's amazing how some people get really good plastic surgeons and some don't. Someone who doesn't, and I happened to see this watching a Lifetime movie the other night, Cheryl Ladd. Remember Charlie's Angels? Sure. She was beautiful. And she's not even that old. I had to Google her on the Google machine because I couldn't believe that she looked this bad. And man, she had a bad job. You should uh, Google her. I don't know. It's, it's sad, isn't it, Frymy Friend? I try to, you know, be positive. Isn't that what you're talking about, being yep, positive? That's right. So I give a positive example. And what do you do? You have to go to the bottom, the empty part of the glass, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Now, see, the lesson should be learned here from your... Uncle Tom, be more positive. There you go. Tom and Mike. All right, now I need Uncle Tom to be Judge Ken. Are you ready to unroll on something? (laughs) All right, now look. I always thought it was a little uncomfortable because I have nieces and nephews when they call me Uncle Tom. Well, I know. I have a nephew who married, you know, obviously I'm a white guy. He married a black girl. And so his black children call me Uncle Tom. I just was never comfortable with that. Well, you shouldn't be. Now, look, I need a ruling. A Guatemalan family went to Universal Orlando, and they're suing Universal Orlando because their 38-year-old husband of the family had a heart attack on the ride that's the King Kong ride. It's called Skull Island Rain of Kong. He had previous heart problems, and he didn't speak English. And they're saying that the park did not provide warning signs in English. Do they have a case, Judge? No. (laughs) You come to this country, you learn the language. Right. You eat the food, you lose the weight. (laughs) Right. And you don't go to a theme park if you have a heart attack. If the rides don't kill you, the prices will, right? Well, you do have a point. (laughs) To a point. Right. But no, I mean, come on. People know what they're getting into. They know what the risks are when they get on a roller coaster or whatever. Well, let me ask you this. How many warning signs in Guatemalan are written in English? How many? Probably not too many, are there? Did this group come over on the caravan? No, they're regular tourists. They're good people. Yeah, what happens when you come over on the caravan? I don't know. You end up at Universal having a heart attack on the roller coaster. There are hundreds and hundreds of different people in this country with hundreds of different languages, how many signs do you want to put up in this country, right? Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Who did that? Five-man electrical band from the 70s. Were they a one-hit wonder? No. Well, no. they should have been. You're really getting out in the weeds on this one, are you? There <laughs> well, needs to be a sign that says, get back on track. Well, I hear a story like this, and I say, we need to build a wall around this family. We don't need more litigious Guatemalans, do we? Litigious Guatemalans? Right. Spell that. Say that three times real (laughs) fast. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. So Judge Kent rules they don't have a case. No. Okay. This is what we call frivolous lawsuit. All right, Judge. Judge I'm throwing it out of Judge Kent's court. Tom and Mike. Do you know what the word nomophobia means? N-O-M-O-phobia. Nomophobia. It's a new word. I do happen to know this. You do? Yeah. It's the fear of not having your phone. Damn. How'd you know that? I happened to read a few you're periodicals the just like you. Come you're, on. You're the Renaissance man. Yes. And there's like five things that people can check off if they have this. 
you check your phone frantically and pat yourself down during the day to make sure it's there or it's in your bag. Two, you can't sleep without it. That's kind of crazy. Three, you break the rules when you're on a plane that doesn't allow a phone. You take a peek anyway. Four, you truly believe in no phone left behind, meaning on a rare occasion, you do forget it. You get in your car, you go somewhere, go back and get it. And number five, it always comes up in the middle of your conversation. Now that's sick, right? You know you have it bad if you're guilty of all five. How about two out of five? Well, for me, it's none out of five. But I can just see conversations taking place all over the country. Mom, Dad, I'm a nomo. And the parents saying, it's okay, son. We've known that for a long time. <laughs> we love you anyway. You're right. I thought, my Latin's a little rusty, and I thought nomophobia was the fear of was uh, eating cookies. Wasn't that it? Eating cookies? Yeah. Nomophobia? No more for me. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. That, now, also. That was it, a reach. It was. You know, also. <laughs> this is why you were never an NBA player, even though you're a tall guy. Right. You know, also, they say that it's also known as empty thumb tremor. Empty. You, as in you have enough phone in your hand and your, your thumbs are just going crazy. Oh. But do you believe that there's people that are actually that weirded out about not having their phone? I do. You do? Yeah. What did we say the other day? We touch our phones 2,000 times a day on average. Ugh. That's just an average. That means some people are probably twice as much. Right. That is sick. I've often said, you know, my wife, Karen, she is addicted to her phone, and it drives me crazy. We're out to dinner. We're at a nice restaurant. She's sitting there looking at her phone, texting. She's not interested in her husband. Right. Well, you no, know, that's not right. That's not as bad as, have you ever gone to a restaurant, I see this a lot, where a couple are sitting at a bar or at their table and they're both on their phones, not looking at each other? Yeah, well, we're that couple, only I'm not on my phone because right, I can I mean. care less about my phone. But I've seen many, many times where couples are just playing with their phone and I'm going to myself, why go out to dinner if you're just going to play with your phones, you know? You know, you, you, you want to go out and you want to have a good time, you want to take in the ambiance. Have that nice glass of wine, look around, look at your food, play with your food, right? I often play with mine. <laughs> I've often said Karen should have a surgical implant. It would just be there, part of her, 24-7. Because right. it is already, so why have a separate device? It could just be part of who you are, right? R right. Yeah, I'm not real happy about the whole phone thing. And I, I got to tell you, if I see one more person driving and texting. I'm just going to run right into the back of them. <laughs> I'm so sick. And they're all over the road. They drive like drunk people. You know, they, they should have some kind of technology nowadays. We talked about that. They do have that. No, that, that if you're texting in your car, something happens to the car, it turns off or something. No, there's a technology that won't even let you text if your engine is running. Oh. And... Yeah, we talked about that. Come on, remember. where have you been? I, how long ago did we talk about it? It's been a while. Well, I'm getting old. I, I don't remember. You're getting old. So I guess, or I got so much stuff in my head that I can't filter some of the stuff out. Or okay, I just... turn on the filter. There you go. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, you know what an alpha male is? An alpha male. Yeah. That is someone who is of the male persuasion. Right. Who definitely, like the alpha dog, marks his territory. He's very A-type personality, got right. to be in control of everything, right? Right. Strong and dominant men. Well, a British study from the University of London just found out that being an alpha male makes it harder to bounce back from a heart attack. So if you're an alpha man, you have a heart attack, it's a lot harder for you to bounce back from it from somebody who's not. Does that make sense to you? 
Yeah, I guess it does. Because all the years you were so dominating, you gave your heart such a workout that it just said, hey, dude, I'm out of here, right? Right. They say the meek shall inherit the earth. I'm, I'll admit I'm fragile, more like a man-child. What's the alternative? So when you have the big one, you'll recover much faster. Right. Now, look, you're very successful. You're an alpha male, but you don't push it on anybody. You know, you're like one of those fragile alpha male. Yeah, there's a sensitive side to young Thomas. Right. It really is. Me too. The young Michael. I'll cry at the drop of a hat. You ever do that watching TV? I cried at the end of La La Land. <laughs> you did? And my wife, Karen, sat next to me. And just made fun of me the entire time. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Hi, <laughs> hey, come on. I thought, I didn't think that was that kind of a movie. I didn't see it, but. Oh, it, the end of the movie is so sad. Really? Oh, it's worse don't, than Old Yeller. Don't ruin it for old, don't, Oh, no, nothing is worse than Old Yeller. Uh, nothing worse than that. Or Lassie. Well, if you're going to have the big one. <laughs> Have it at the end of one of those movies crying. Then you might have a chance if you're an alpha male dog, you know, at a quick recovery. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, Richard Branson, you like him, don't you? Yeah. He came out the other day with an article that said the five-day work week is fast becoming outdated, and it's not going to be that long before we're going to have a three- or even four-day weekend, and it could be a real reality. What do you think about that? Well, it's kind of hard to believe Maybe if you're Richard Branson, but... You well, know, he's not talking you, about guys like you and me that are on the air five days a week or things like that, radio guys. No, I'm talking about the average, just in the United States, the average American person has to work two jobs. You know, they have to work all kinds of crazy hours. If you're a man and a woman supporting a family, usually both have to work. There's no such thing anymore as a you know stay-at-home mom. So I, I think that's kind of ridiculous because, you know... Pay is not what it used to be. And right. Well, yeah. he said so. I, I don't see that happening. Well, he says the amount of jobs available for people is going to decrease because of technology progress and stuff like that. And the government's going to retrain people. Plus, he said we can do different things like instead of having a 40 hour work week, you can work four days at 10 or three days at 12, something well, like that. Well, that's already happening. It is. Yeah. And what also, a visionary that Richard Branson is. <laughs> Stay also, with the Virgin Airlines and the Virgin record label. That's what I say. Well, I like this idea. He also said we should stagger the work hours and would make the commute more bearable, right? Doesn't that make That's sense? That's already happening, too. So <laughs> where's he been? <laughs> well, considering that 100 years ago, there was a 70-hour work week with people, I think we're making progress, right? Well, not really. If, if you have to work two jobs, you know, it's kind of about the same deal, right? Yeah. Well, I remember what my mom used to tell me. If you work hard and you go an extra mile your whole life, you'll probably make someone else a lot of money, right? Well, I hope so. Oh. You know, that's my whole goal in life. I want to make sure I'm making other people money. Tom and Mike. Do you know that baldness is not just a thing for men these days? Do you know that 40% of women have problems with thinning hair? I did not know that. Yeah, baby. They have female pattern baldness? Yes, they do. <laughs> but today, I don't know if this is like snake oil sales or whatever, all kinds of natural remedies are popping up. Do you know that now they're pushing onion juice as a way to put it on your head and not lose hair? Yuck. There's something called fenugreek seeds. They help stimulate the hair follicles. You're supposed to get uh, scalp massages. Do you know that the human body loses 50 to 100 strands a day? I didn't know that. Look on that pillow of yours. I don't have any hairs on my pillow. I'm not losing any hair. That new drug, Propecia, 
Right. That's making breakthroughs, although there has side effects. If you take it, you could lose your, not stop losing your hair, but it also, one of the side effects is erectile dysfunction. It's kind of like getting dressed up with nowhere to go, right? You have hair, but you can't use it, right? But see you, my friend, you have a great head of hair and you're tall. Yeah. And you could become a senator from Utah. <laughs> Oh, man. I think all bald men in the United States should be sent to an island to fight to the death. A new TV show called Battle of the Baldies. How do you like that, Thomas? Battle of the Baldies. Well, I just came up with that. You don't like bald people, do you? <laughs> you, you know, know a guy with a good head of hair like you. I got a good head of hair, but you, not like you. you. You're disgustingly thick. And I mean that in the most loving <laughs> way. Do you know that India? You know that India they, that went they, right over your head. I know. I don't like to take compliments. Do you know that in India some that men wasn't apply, a compliment, by the way. Do you know that some men apply a compress of urine on top of their head? They pat it on their head all day long. It produces 100 percent hair growth. They say, but you're lonely. <laughs> Very right? lonely. Yeah, and male dogs just want to come and lift their leg on your head. Right, <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stop you it. Know, we get more kind of this kind of stuff. Why? How can we get more people get more kind of this humor? Oh, what's this world coming to? <laughs> there you go, buddy. 